Welcome to the Simpler Business Podcast, where we talk about ways to do what you love and serve your people in a way that brings you income and freedom. I'm your host, Marissa Roberts. Join me as I chat with my favorite entrepreneurs about how they simplify their biz so that you can simplify yours. Time and time again, I see business owners getting overwhelmed and burning out because they're taking too much on. They're saying yes to everything and overworking themselves, doing things that aren't necessarily helping their business grow. It's easy to get caught up in your business to-do list and just keep going and going, thinking everything is urgent and important, when in reality, saying no is one of the most productive things you can do for your business. You don't have to give away your advice for free. You don't have to collaborate with everyone that asks. You don't have to give discounts and bonuses that put you into scarcity mode instead of abundance. You don't owe anyone anything and it's perfectly okay to set boundaries as a business owner so you can honor your time, your effort, and your energy and build a business that fits with your life. That's why you started it in the first place. I think we all know this, but actually setting the boundaries, putting them into place and sticking with them is harder than it looks. Some of us, me included, are people pleasers by nature. We don't like confrontation. We don't like getting people mad at us. We don't like letting people down. And you know, when I say that out loud, I feel like I'm a kid again, not a woman in her 40s running two successful businesses. But yeah, even I struggle with boundaries. And if you do too, you are not alone. I have someone on the show today who can help us set boundaries with grace as a service-based business owner, and I'm really, really excited to jump in and talk about it. Anne-Marie Rose is a sought-after online business strategist for coaches, consultants, and service providers with nearly a decade of experience helping business owners leverage their zone of genius to reach the right audience with the right message and generate revenue online. Over the years, she's helped hundreds of impact-driven leaders build aligned online businesses, stand out in their industries, create consistent profits by building feel-good momentum in the direction of what they deeply desire in work and life. Anne-Marie is committed to helping us focus on the right things in the right order so we can impact and make our millions without overwhelm. And Boundaries is a fantastic place to start. So welcome, Anne-Marie. I'm so happy that you're here today. I'm really happy to be here and to be talking about this topic with you. Oh my gosh, this is a topic that I think resonates with so many entrepreneurs, service providers, business owners, anyone in the creative field, because we're constantly used to the idea of our business giving, 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 and then we just fully burn out, right? And then we're Mm -hmm. like, hey, what about me? The whole reason I started this is so that I could have more income and more freedom. Why am I just giving it all and not getting anything back? But actually, we're the ones in control of that. We just kind of have to kick it into gear, right? Absolutely. That's why I started a business. So I could be in command of how I'm expending my time and energy. It's so important, but it's easy to lose sight of that when you're in the thick of it. Yeah. Why do you think we struggle so much to set boundaries as business owners? Mm, I think a lot of, especially I'll just say women, but this applies to men too. It A lot of it does come down to that people pleasing tendency. You know, we want to be liked. We want people to um, we want to feel valued. We want to feel appreciated. And so sometimes the story we tell ourselves is that 
we need to overgive or we make expectations greater than they actually are in our own heads because mm-hmm. of the stories we're telling ourselves. And that's that's the most common reason that I see people struggling to set boundaries is essentially the stories they're telling themselves in their own heads about what other people are expecting of them. And the second reason is because sometimes setting boundaries requires some We'll just call them hard conversations. I don't personally believe they always have to be all that hard of a conversation to have, or even have to be some type of like dramatic one-to-one sit down moment. Sometimes it's just a matter of adding a signature to your email that says I'm available between such and such time and such and such time on these days to reply. If you contact me outside or please allow 24 hours for email responses or something like that, that doesn't even need to be a hard conversation, but sometimes just the nuances of those communications can feel daunting and difficult. And you're not really sure how to address them in a way that, that feels like the good positive version of yourself that you are, but there's, there's always ways around that. Yeah, that was such a good point when you said, oh, actually, a lot of it's the internal story we're telling ourselves when we're trying to set the boundary. I was like, you're right. That's exactly what I do. I think to myself, I can't set this boundary because this person's going to react this way or it's all going to explode in this way. And then actually it doesn't. It was just me making it a bigger thing than it needed to be in a lot of cases. Absolutely. So many of my clients, they'll say, you know, if they're having, need to have a conversation with a a difficult client or something they will, I can hear them starting to preemptively anticipate how that client's going to respond. But what if they didn't, or what if that wasn't your responsibility to predict? Mm -hmm. What if you just needed to know what you needed and trusting that that's in the highest and best service of those clients or collaborators or whomever you're needing to communicate with. And then just we're intentional about how you communicate with them. Yeah, that's a really good point. How you communicate it, I think, is really good. Because when my clients say, oh, I need to set a boundary, but I don't actually know how to do it without making someone mad at me, I'm like, the amount of times that comes up in a conversation, I really think at least well, I was going to say 50% of entrepreneurs probably feel that way, but I reckon it's more than that. I think we all kind of get caught up in that at some point in our career. It's like that, how do I set the boundary without someone getting angry? I love what you said before about it could just be in your email signature. So do you reckon it's it's a case of you can use your systems to help you in some cases or there's, yeah, like what would you say to people? What do you say when they go, no, I don't want to make people mad. I know I've got to set that boundary, but how do I actually make myself do it? Like from a practical point of view? Yeah. So good. So a couple of things. One thing is again, the, the story that we can often tell ourselves is it's going to make someone mad when I don't know about you, but especially those of us who are a little more on the type a side of things. And we're, we have a lot of decisions to make through the day. Sometimes someone else setting a boundary in the form of simply an expectation, what we can expect from them. So for example, if my team member says, Hey, I am trying to take Wednesday afternoons as a time for me to, to prioritize self-care. Cause I've really been struggling with that lately. Is it, you know, I'm hoping it will be okay. If, you know, from two to four, I'm kind of out of the office. I'm like, that's cool. That's cool with me. I can definitely prioritize something that doesn't require team member communication during that time for myself, that frees my mind up to wonder if she might be available. You know what I mean? So it's actually, if now I can't speak for everyone, but someone who is, you know, another business owner or 
most, most people will actually appreciate just the simple expectation setting. So if we call it just simply setting expectations rather than boundary setting, yeah. it's a little bit more um, giving in nature than putting up a hard wall. So that can help. I love that. First and foremost. And from a practical standpoint, let's just, it sometimes helps to um, just use an example, right? If you are someone, well, years ago, I decided I was going to take Tuesdays as my CEO day, meaning I don't take any calls from anyone for any reason. Well, I, we do have a team call on that day, but I don't take any client calls on Tuesdays at all. So I use a scheduling tool called Acuity. Lots of business owners use scheduling tools, Calendly. There's lots of them out there. Tuesday's not an option on my calendar. You want to book a call with me? Tuesday's not an option. <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't show up. And guess how many emails I get asking me if I can meet on a Tuesday? Zero. <laughs> yes. Nobody ever asks. Yeah, nobody minds. I do the same because I go to the movies every Thursday. It's like during school hours, Thursdays are my day for me and one of my besties to go to the movies. And I just turned it off in my booking calendar. Not once has anyone complained and gone, oh, Thursday's the only day I can do it. So yeah. That's, that makes so much sense. Definitely. And it's, it's one of those things that, again, we tell ourselves it's going to be a much bigger deal. I'm sure no one even realizes that space in your calendar is blocked off. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. They've all got their own thing going on in their own head. We overthink it so much, don't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So it's actually easier than we think. We don't have to worry so much about making people mad at us because our systems can help us, but also us just being clear on expectations or giving a bit more clarity on how we do things can help as well. Right. Like I had this thing where I went on holidays recently. I took a two week break, went on a cruise, had no internet access. And the biggest, everything flowed smoothly because I had my out of office on with like a little excited message, like I'm on holiday, not like, I'm so sorry, I'm not here to help you, but like, yay, I'm taking time off. And it was great. There was no complaints, nothing like that. Even though I was paranoid for like the first three days, I thought my business was going to explode when I wasn't there to check on it. And no, it was fine. Everything was smooth. I so resonate with this because I am just back from essentially two month maternity leave. And I'm really not even fully back right now. I'm doing a few couple of podcast interviews here and there and um, a few of our group client calls, but I'm really just dipping my toes back in and leading up to that, taking that time off. We really, our team worked to make sure that our clients would still be supported. So we brought in some guest mentors, but we definitely had a, you know, an out of office set for me um, and set for, uh, my husband is my business partner. So set for him as well. And definitely took some, you know, so if you're going to set boundaries with clients that in that, in that scenario, there was a matter of addressing our, the scope of our work together. Right. So yes. there are ways for you to set up, set boundaries, set expectations that, also allow you to get the, you know, to have the freedom, to have the space that you want and need. And you can start on the front end, front end of that one by making sure that your packages, your offers, the contracts you're, you're moving forward with are set up to allow you the time space you need, and maybe even allow you that flexibility to set some, um, some nuanced expectations. If the circumstances arise for you to need to do that. Yeah, that's a good point because I think when we're starting our own business or we're doing something that we love and we're responsible for our own 
income, we tend to feel like we have to be on call 24-7 at the start. Like we have to, we have to just be ready for any time somebody needs something because it's a great opportunity to grow the business. But actually that's kind of like the fastest pathway to burnout, really. And if you oh. set yeah, and if you do everything on call 24-7 at the start, people just keep expecting that going forward. But you're right. If you put it in like your contract or even on your when I sell programs, if it's on my sales page, the times I have sold masterminds and programs with no guideline for how many live calls or coaching calls. Oh my gosh, that's when I attracted people who just wanted everything all the time. And it wasn't their fault. I wasn't clear about it. So yeah, that made a totally. huge difference. And it's, and to be honest, I found it's a harder sell when you don't have those things set in stone, at least, and maybe it's me that I attract people who like are a little more schedule oriented or want to become more schedule oriented. And, um, so they're asking those questions up front, you know, how many calls is it when, what times are those happening? And it's not that you have to have every last detail figured out to put something out there. Cause we all know where that'll get you in that perfection paralysis, yeah. But if you can set some of those things ahead of time to ask yourself, you know, when would I want to show up to facilitate a group call or when do I want to be available to meet one-to-one with clients? When do I want to be available to take those Voxer messages or whatever it is, then that you will attract people who align with those guidelines. Yeah. And they feel a sense of comfort knowing what to expect from you. So it's actually, they feel more confident, right? Because they don't have to ask the question if you've spelled it out already. Absolutely. I, and I can relate with that from a buying standpoint too. I've, the investments I've made in other coaches, consultants, service providers, the the fastest, when I've made the fastest buying decision is when those expectations are spelled out ahead of time for me. And I'm not left wondering. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a trust thing. I'm happy to give my money to you because I trust that I know what's going to be delivered to me. Yeah. That's a good point. So what are your thoughts on this thing? I've been seeing on TikTok and online a lot this year, people talk about setting boundaries and how a lot of people have kind of like a misconception of what a boundary setting is. And they try and set a boundary to force another person to behave a certain way instead of setting a boundary for them to do themselves. Like if this happens, then I'll do this or I'll do this to try and reduce the risk of this happening. They're more like, no, I'm putting a boundary on you. You're not allowed to ask me that. You're not allowed to call me then. You're not allowed to send more than 10 emails. What are your thoughts on that different perception of a boundary is for them or a boundary is for us? Oh, that is such a good question. Now, this is not to say that there aren't instances when maybe you do need to set a boundary with another person, but maybe it actually, we can just flip this entire thing on its head. I find that it's significantly easier if it's a, if it is what you're available for and what you're not available for you as the human and just making that decision and just framing every boundary that you set as that, if it's a boundary that you're setting with, um, I don't know, a, 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 let's just, we'll keep it in business. It's sometimes easier to go into the family yeah. mode yeah. where you're talking, setting some boundaries with, um, you know, potentially difficult family members, but let's just say it's a client who is, keeps asking you about, um, the, uh, things that are out, like they, they're, let's say they're in a particular a mastermind that's meant to talk discuss a particular topic and they keep veering off and it's, and it's yeah. um, distracting the entire group. Maybe you say this, you know, this conversation isn't one where we have the space available to dive into those particular topics, but here's what I can, you know, let's chat offline about how you can get support around that. 
Yeah, I love that. So it's not shutting it down, it's showing a more appropriate way to handle it, which is really nice because no one likes to hear the word no, but we don't actually have to say no in order to keep a boundary in that way. That's really cool. Definitely not. Yeah. And if it's just, what am I available for? What am I not available for? And when I gave that CEO, you know, my CEO day example, like I knew that I needed to have a day where I was unavailable to clients in order to be able to operate as a CEO in our business. So I had to make a decision like I am not available this particular day to do things that are client facing because I know that I need to be available for those bigger picture business decisions to be made, strategies to be moved forward, things like that. So it's just what am I available for? What am I not available for? Yeah. And you're right. Those boundaries, they do affect in a positive way, the whole business. It's not just one moment in time. It's like every decision and every boundary you set that way has a flow on effect for the next thing that happens and the next thing that happens. And and everything kind of streamlines and flows better once you get used to doing it and holding firm on a boundary that you've set for yourself. I think it gets easier over time. Absolutely. I love the story of one of our clients who came into our group consulting program, Elevate and Impact. And she was taking client calls all different times throughout the week and finding herself really, really stretched thin. Mm -hmm. And as soon as she decided, I'm only going to take client calls on these particular days, all of a sudden she had more space available for those marketing activities she's been, she'd been putting off for developing the scalable group program that she'd been noodling around on, but hadn't had a chance to really put the pieces together. And all of a sudden that allowed her, her one-to-ones got booked up and they weren't mad. They had to book their calls on specific days. And now she's got that group program launched up and running people having amazing results. And she's able to have a lot more time in her. She's able to end work at a specific time, which was a goal of hers. And her revenue is significantly higher than it was when we first started working together as well. So yeah, more freedom too, as well as more money. I love that. So good. All right. So what do you think would be your favorite ways to set a boundary that really honors your time and your energy, but still lets your business grow? Grit programs sound really good like that. That was a really Mm. good example you gave just then. Anything else that comes to mind for that? Yeah. I mean, it really all boils down to, and this is how I work with my clients too, is what is it that you want? What's going to support how you're hardwired for success? So Mm -hmm. I would say, that if you're confused about that, if you're finding yourself looking outside of you for that business model looks nice, this business model looks nice without really knowing what you want, or if you're feeling scattered, borderline burnout in your own business right now, chances are there's something that's happening in your existing business that's not supporting how you're hardwired for success. So I love to use things like personality assessments to start to get some clues as to how you are hardwired for success whether that's, you know, maybe you're spending too much time and energy interacting with others and you need a bit more time behind the scenes. If you fall more introverted over extroverted, that's just a really common example that, um, I know a lot of people can relate with, but we can go really deep, really personality test nerd. Um, I don't know that we have time for that, but that's a really great place that I love to start with people so that you know, which boundaries are worth setting in the first place. It doesn't make sense just to say, I'm not available to take calls on Thursdays. If there's no just to say it, right? (laughs) Yeah, no reason to do it. You don't want to just be sitting around on a Thursday going, well, now I've got nothing to do. (laughs) Yes. But just like you said, one of the things that makes you feel your highest and best is going to the movies on Thursdays with your girlfriend. And so saying I'm not available to do business on Thursday afternoons. 
that is your time to go be the your highest and best self. And you being your highest and best self serves all of your clients, serves everybody listening to this podcast. Yeah. So no getting in touch with what really is going to serve your highest and best self. And we can't know everything, but if we, if we just find one area of our, our week, our day, our month that you kind of know it's either draining you, burning you out. It's frustrating in some way, shape or form and ask yourself, what, what am I making myself available for here that maybe I shouldn't be or vice versa. Maybe it's that you're not making yourself uh, available and it's causing that's sometimes because I'm fairly good at setting boundaries. Sometimes I can err on the side of making myself unavailable to things that maybe I should be more available for. So that's something I'm playing around with more in my own business and life at the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. It can go either way like that. Yeah, it can. Once you get really good at setting boundaries, sometimes you can go too far. Yeah. Overset them, overset them, or just structure things in such a way that, um, you know, it's okay to allow a little more fluidity into what you're doing. Um, because then you can kind of trust yourself to set the boundaries when it's needed. Yeah. And this is kind of shone a light on all those little things too. I think that, that we can set up sometimes that are actually a boundary and we might not have even realized we've done it. Like for example, I know with email, I don't, I don't, I have no notifications on. I only check email like first thing at the start of the day. And then once an hour before I finish work and, and that's it. It's like 10 minutes tops. And, and I kind of didn't realize it is actually a boundary that I'm setting myself. Cause otherwise I go down that rabbit hole and I'm mentally mm-hmm. committed to every email, but that's had such a positive effect on my productivity. And also as a result, people know now that I only check my email, like those times a day, they don't bother emailing me with anything unimportant anymore. Cause they're like, ah, oh, she's only got 10 minutes to check her email. I'm not going to hear back if it's not something that she needs to action. Like not in a mean way, they've just kind of learned over time that they'll hear from me at that point of the day sort of thing. So actually Mm. ended up a boundary for everybody. (laughs) Totally. And, you know, when we're working with clients also, it, when you set communication guidelines and expectations, if they know those ahead of time, sometimes they'll give themselves a little more space with a challenge that can actually result in greater breakthroughs when you do get that chance to come together and communicate. Like you're not solving every problem for them. They're learning to solve some problems themselves because they're waiting on that response. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. And, and from an ethical standpoint, I think that's, uh, empowering and you know, we shouldn't be, I mean, depending on your business model. I mean, I consider myself a consultant. Lots of my clients would call me their coach because I, I can think the difference is coaches are kind of guiding you to your own answer. Consultants are giving you the answer. There are many yeah. times I put on my coaching hat, but I do find myself a bit more of a consultant. And, um, I think I don't want my clients feeling that, as though they're dependent on me for the rest of the lifetime of their business necessarily. So, you know, giving them some space to, to process some things without me is beneficial to them as the CEO in their business. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really, really, big distinction for them is that it, it does, it helps them long-term. And I think that's really very beneficial for everybody. This has been such a cool chat. I love your take on boundary setting. And I love that it doesn't have to be a big negative thing, the way that you think about it, because you're right. It can have such a good effect on our business, such a good effect on our customers, on our life in general already. I'm like, what other boundaries can I set in my life as well? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it can be so powerful. And I'll, I'll share one more example of something. A, tiny tweak we made to one of our programs that I wasn't sure how people would respond to it, but it was actually like really, really helpful. So when I was 
knowing that I was going to need to take maternity leave and sort of thinking of how we might uh, tweak a couple things in our signature program to continue supporting clients. One of the things I thought of was we we were previously doing a Monday call that was kind of like a quick laser Q&A moment um, that, that was outside of our deep dive hot seat group calls that we do each and every week. It was just 30 minutes. And I noticed it, my plan was that for a portion of my maternity leave, we, I would offer Voxer support as an alternative that way, you know, if baby's crying in one room or what, you know, I'm needing to feed the baby or whatever, I can still answer, you know, some messages here and there without needing to be in a space at a specific time Yeah, and still have a, a way of kind of keeping in touch with some of our clients. Well, we, uh, I didn't t- end up taking maternity leave until October, but when we hit summer mode, I noticed that a lot of my clients with school age children were struggling to show up to that Monday call because the schedule was all wonky. Kids are home. So I said, well, why don't we just do these Voxer office hours? I was going to, they didn't know about them at that time, but I said, I was going to bring these into the mix, uh, when I, you know, for the back half of my maternity leave, but why don't we just replace Mondays with that now so that you don't have to be in a certain place at a certain time anyways, for, for, for that moment, for you to get that laser consulting. So we did that. And that's been some of the biggest breakthroughs happen there. Clients have a dumping ground for their ideas and the thoughts that come up that they feel like they're going to lose sight of. And it's just been one of the like most utilized support components that we've ever offered. And none of us now have a place we have to be on Mondays, which is great. I love that. So it turned into one of the biggest positive shifts you could have made in your business. That's so good. Wow. And you know what? Even just the fact that as an entrepreneur and a business owner that you specifically took maternity leave is a boundary itself because you don't know how many people I've worked with before who are like, oh, no, I really, you know, my business can't run without me. I can't take time off to have the baby. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You can set you can set it up how you want it. You don't have to be on call while you've got a newborn baby and you're not sleeping at night and all of that. But so many business owners, they feel like, oh, no, I can't take a couple of months off in the business. But, yeah, actually we can. We just have to think strategically about how we want to do it. Yeah, Proactive and strategic. That's exactly how you need to handle that type of a thing for most business models. But it absolutely can be done, and I'm living proof that it can be done. I just did it and I'm just starting to dip my toes back in. And guess what? The business didn't burn to the ground. (laughs) Nothing exploded. It was fine. (laughs) Yep. Oh my gosh, you have so many good ideas. I know listeners are going to want to hear more from you. So, oh, and we have a resource of yours that we can share. Do you want to let everybody know about that? I do. So, of course, sometimes the most important person to set boundaries with is ourselves Mm -hmm. because we've all been there feeling that we can like, we need to focus on all the things and doing that sometimes to the detriment of the growth of the business. So we have a quiz or assessment, whatever you want to call it, that will actually help you to determine what your number one priority in the business should be right now in this season of growth for your business. It's called the business breakthrough quiz. You can take it by going to biz B I Z breakthrough quiz.com. And it will help you to identify exactly what you should be prioritizing in your business right now so that you're not feeling that pressure to focus on all the things all the time. Oh, I love that because that's one of the worst things is when we're trying to focus on lots of different things and we never do any of them properly because we can't actually fully focus on one of them. So this kind of points them in the right direction based on their business and what's happening in their world. Exactly. I love that. All right, guys, I'm going to leave a a link in the show notes so you can access that nice and easy. And Anne-Marie, if people want to find more from you in general, where should they go? Websites, socials, what's the easiest way for them to find you? 
you can certainly check out the website, annemarierose.com, but I am most active at the moment over on Instagram. I love chatting in the DMs. You can find me. I'm ask ASK Anne Rose over on Instagram. So check it out. We post a lot of really good, helpful, valuable content over there. And like I said, I love, love, love chatting in the DMs. So if anything from this conversation resonated with you, just let me know what it was. And I'd love to start a conversation. Yes, such a good topic. Everyone's going to love it. I know. I really hope everybody listening out there enjoyed this convo as much as I have because now I'm like, I'm leaving this conversation with so many good ideas on other boundaries I can set. It's almost too fun now. I feel like, no, I've got to rein it back in a little bit. Yes, it can be fun. It can be fun. Yeah, really, really good. Okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Simpler Business Podcast. If you did, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you, just the way we like it. If you're ready to simplify and scale your business, you can get started with my free audio class at marissaroberts.com. See you next time.